Hola, hola, mi gente. It's your girl, V. And we made it to another week. Whoop, whoop. So good, so good. It's been a great weekend. And I won't bore you with the details. Okay, maybe I will. Just a little bit. <laughs> it wasn't a boring weekend. It was actually a really good, busy weekend. And I got out way too much this week. <laughs> Um, but it was fun. I got to see some friends that I hadn't um, hung out with in a while. And uh, on Friday, we went out and went to this one little um, bar. Was well, not little, but we had so much fun. Like, I kid you not, every time I say, oh, I'm not going to drink too much, ends up being like the night that I drink way too much. <laughs> But it was all good. It was all fun. We got a little bit of dancing done. Definitely plenty of laughs and stuff. And it was all fun. It was all good. You know, like I, I lived in the moment and I enjoyed the moment. And it's one to, you know, it's one for the books. It was fun. You know, just got to talk to different people out there. And it was just a good time. Like it was like those are the type of um, outings that I love. Like it's more about just going out, having a good time with my friends and you know if I meet other people it's just having fun having a good attitude and bringing out the best in people you know every time I go out I definitely never want to be around negative people because that's just like a buzzkill for me you know but at the end of the day anybody that I actually choose to hang out with and I consider you know like a, a friend Usually it's because they have good attitudes and they know how to go out and have fun and not complain about everything because, you know, sometimes you go out and service is not so great. And it's one thing like to, you know, bring it to their attention. And it's another um, thing for you to allow it to set the tone for the rest of the night, which that sucks when people do that. So that's that's the type of stuff that I don't like. Like I'll catch myself sometimes, too, where it's like, okay, just take a breather. It's all right. It's going to be okay. You know, because sometimes people just have bad days and they happen to be your server or whatever the case is. We have no idea what people are going through um, at home or even in the workplace. Or we don't know if like maybe the customer that was, you know, right before us or maybe 30 minutes before us was just a horrible person and just, you know, hurt them or, or was rude to them. Or we don't know if like, geez, they're about to get kicked out of their house or maybe they had a falling out with their family or a loved one or maybe they lost a loved one. I mean, there's just so many different scenarios. I don't know if y'all think like that, but I do all the time. And I, I like for me, it's normal to look at the big picture and to just I just always think like that. I know I'm a big old empath, but I just always think like, you know, I always feel like people have a reason. I'm not going to just sit there and be a doormat and let people treat me however they want. However, I always take into consideration the fact that there may be or there clearly is something else going on that's causing them to act the way they act. Some people are just straight up jerks. I get that. I understand that. But then there are other people that just happen to catch them on a bad day. And and that sucks, you know, because in if they're such a great person and they act like that, then you just see that ugly side. And there are going to be some times where, like, that's the only time you meet that person. But instead of, like, adding to the aggravation 
and making it worse. I like to, you know, just like, okay, cool. Like, let's just move on. I'll go to somebody else or another server or let's just, I try to make it pleasant. I'm such a, I really try to make peace. Like I'm such a peacekeeper. Like I really always try to, and I'm just like so diplomatic. Like I try my best to, you know, not so much stay neutral, but try to keep the peace. I'm just a peacemaker, you know, and always have been. And I don't, I don't know if it has to do with, you know, because of conflict that I would see. It wasn't too bad though. As a kid, um, I was bullied a few times and stuff. So I know what it feels like to be bullied. So I don't like to see other people be bullied or mistreated. And I also know what it feels like to be ignored or feel like you are invisible. So I like to acknowledge people. I don't like for them to feel like they don't matter. And also, it's not so much I don't like conflict. I mean, nobody likes conflict. But if I have to face it, I will. But I always want to find the best outcome for everyone. I, I really, like most of the time, if someone is no longer part of my life, it's because the the issue at hand was really serious to where there is no longer an, a possibility or ability for a relationship, friendship, whatever the case is. Like it has to be something that is just unacceptable and... um deal breaker like it's a no that's it this cannot happen anymore and sometimes you do need that for your peace or you have to just cut people off right so I know that's a lot (laughs) but that's my mind guys that's how I think so then Saturday I went to um, celebrate one of my girlfriend's birthdays and she hit the big 5-0 so happy birthday to you rocks And we celebrated. I saw some more friends that I hadn't seen in a long time. So that was awesome. I got to, you know, kind of catch up with them. And then we celebrated for Roxy. A few of us. We left and made our own after party. (laughs) And that was fun, too. Um, We got to laugh, eat, um, and try different, these different margarita flavors and stuff. So that was fun. That was interesting. And we listened to some good music. And so that was so great. Like I had a good weekend and I got to see um, just the different groups of friends that I have, but how how similar they are in the fact of or in the ways that they carry themselves, the way they treat others, like it's quality friendships, it's quality you know, um, people and respectful people and considerate people. And I love that because it always reminds me that there are still a lot of good people out here and to be able to be one of those people is also for me a privilege and I'm also proud I'm proud to be one of those people that is able to bring positive positivity into this world because we all go through a lot so like you know I know there's always a meme um, and always posts that say hey guess what everyone's going through stuff so let's choose to be kind to each other. So this is, and this is February. So we should be kind to each other. I know everybody's celebrating love and stuff like that. Um, but also uh, it's uh, Black History Month, which is American history, but you know, where we set apart um, and acknowledge and remember, you know, everyone that contributed to our to to our history. And so I celebrate as well. I always like to learn 
new um things or look back because honestly y'all i did not like history period when i was younger i just i don't know i just wasn't interested in history but now that i am older now that i grew up <laughs> i realize though how important history is because it has shaped where we are now and the biggest thing too about history is it helps us understand why we do some things you know uh in wherever we live you know and also it can help us prevent some of the tragedies that happened some of the hateful things that happened in our past if we remember history and we study history it will remind us of things that happened not too long ago where people certain races were attacked and mistreated and you know put into slavery and others were killed and things like that when we forget that's when we start repeating the same mistakes so history is very important it might be boring for some of us but honestly now i i'm intrigued i like to learn i like to read about our history about all types of history and you know when you study um your own culture and its history that's a blessing too because you get to understand and know a lot of things um that you sometimes may not um be aware of or have lost sight of because we're always so busy and we change a lot. I have some friends that they told me I don't have a Mexican card anymore because because I don't make tortillas and because I don't fry the crispy taco shells. <laughs> so they judge me like um because I don't cook with lard. You know, it's like, well, you know, I'm trying to be healthy and not only that, like I've gotten lazy at cooking, so I ain't even going to lie. So I don't blame them on that. <laughs> but it's okay they can judge me i don't care but when you look at me it's like yeah there's no denying there's no denying <laughs> that um you know i got that mexican blood that indigenous blood in me it's like 53 percent. so just looking at me you can tell uh, it's not a bad thing uh but <laughs> so shout out and i celebrate you know black history month uh, american history uh, but yeah, that we we do have to remember all those things and acknowledge and and be there for each other and make a difference, you know, uh, so that history does not repeat itself. And all right, so because we are in February, I want to um, talk a little bit about love. I was thinking about it, and I was like, huh, what can I talk about? And honestly, I have like a few other um, topics that I want to touch on, but I'm like, yeah, let me enjoy, let me. Let me let them enjoy this month with positive things. So some of those other topics are going to drop later on. Um, maybe <laughs> I'll see if I can make it through February and not drop them until March, but we shall see. But today I want to talk about um, love, of course, and emotional dependency. So what's the difference and i found an article and i was like you know what this is a good article i really need to to share this with you guys and like my whole thought was like love junkie like there are some people that are addicted to falling in love 
and the butterflies and the newness and you know chemicals pop off in your brain and you know me and brains like I'm so intrigued by the brain like I am just like I get excited when I think about my brain you know like I don't know I think I'm in love with my brain like like for real like my brain gives me butterflies in my stomach. So don't judge me, okay? I'm a nerd, all right? Uh, I just happen to be a good-looking nerd, yes. <laughs> but I really am a nerd. I, like, seriously, I'm a nerd. Honestly, the neighborhoods that I lived in kind of changed me from being a nerd to having to be kind of, you know, I know some of you are like gangster. I'm not really gangster, guys. Like I, I just, I, it, it made me a little bit rough around the, okay, a lot rough around the edges. But by heart, by nature, I am really a nerd. I, I really am. I just happen to be a strong uh, nerd that you ain't gonna push around and stuff. But I am a very I am I am an intelligent woman. I need to give myself some props. I'm an intelligent woman. I don't know it all, but I think that's what also makes me mature and and helps me grow is the fact that I know that I don't know it all and that I know that there are some things that I have to unlearn and there are plenty of things that I need to learn. So, you got to have that balance. So, when I saw this and I was thinking about this and I was thinking about, you know, um Sometimes people feel like they have to be in a relationship in order to be whole, you know, so that's what I was thinking about originally. But then I ran across this article and I said, you know what, this is good. I really need to share this because it's positive, but it also makes you think and stuff like that. And it gives you some tips. And this is an article by um, Rachel Pace and she's a, it says an expert blogger. I don't really know who she is. However, you know, I got to give her credit for this article because it's actually really good. And she discusses and the name of the article is emotional dependency versus love. What's the difference? You know, and so I was reading through it. And I said, Oh, my gosh, and it even had, you know, a few questions to think about. And it talks about like, what's the difference, you know, and questions, you know, for you to answer. And it even gives you some, you know, some answers as well. But questions like, I think there's like four questions uh, to determine whether you are in love or you are actually just emotional in an emotional dependency type of relationship. And of course, there's like the healthy and unhealthy connections and all that stuff. And it also gives you um, some tips, right, of how to, I mean, of course, you got to examine yourself, but it gives you some tips to start becoming emotionally independent. So I found that very, very interesting. So I was like, I need to share this. This is very good, um, very good information. So I'm going to go through the article with you. I will try to make it as interesting as I can. And I will try to keep my vibe up and things like that. Because, it, guys, it's been a good weekend for me. Oh, and today, like, I spent the day with a very good friend. And that just, like, that just really made my day. Like, that was, like, the cherry on top. You know what I mean? For the weekend. That just, like, just, it's such, it was such a good weekend. It's been such a good weekend. So, 
of course, uh, let me get to the article. All right. So it talks about um, most of us having conflict within ourselves. And there's a power, power struggle of emotional dependency and, and uh, emotional dependency versus love. So that has many people confused, especially when they're, you know, in a relationship. Well, I mean, obviously, that's the only time you'll really actually realize uh, whether you are in, are in an emotional dependency type of relationship. Uh, but it is a manifestation of an addictive behavior in interpersonal relationships. And, an and it says an, an, emotional, an emotionally dependent person will assume the subordinate position to retain the affection of their romantic partner. So a lot of times they lose their personal identity completely because they're so focused on the person. And when we fall in love with someone or when we, because the way I know love is that it's an action and it's a choice. I don't know sometimes like, of course, it's easy to love people that are good to you, that love you back. But there's different levels of love. There's different types of love, you know. But it's crazy because it's really your brain. Like, they can't even figure out, like, how your mind... Because there's actually, like, some neuroscientific something that... that it says it in the article that, you know, they try to study and try to... Um, ex explain love, right? So love is gonna, there's gonna be an attachment, obviously, to another person, to another individual. And this is like in the romantic love. Let's, let's talk about, rom you know, a romantic love type. So you're gonna develop an attachment. Now, you, an attachment is necessary, but it can be either healthy or unhealthy. So that's what we're trying to get at. We want healthy relation or healthy attachments. So if you you have unhealed wounds and you have areas and hurts that have that you haven't faced, you haven't dealt with, that you haven't resolved in your life, if you haven't given yourself enough time, if you just got out of a relationship and jumped into another one, or if you're that type of person that just cannot be by themselves and you continue to jump from relationship to relationship, this is unhealthy. You know, that's unhealthy. But in healthy attachments, um, normal there's a normal love bonding process where you do have to bond with the person. You do have to develop an attachment. And it's not um, going to be something where you become so dependent on the person. You can't lose who you are. You have to still continue. I mean, you're still a person, but you learn to share your life. You learn to share, you know, your time with each other, with that person. And you develop this, you know, it could turn into this beautiful thing. But if it's unhealthy, then it can turn into this horrible, miserable thing, you know. So being attached, being emotionally attached to someone doesn't mean you're dependent on them for approval. You know, that that that's just something that's part of love, you know. Um, but love dependency or emotional dependency occurs when you start relying on them to give you a sense of your own identity. See, and that's where the problem begin that's where it becomes a problem or that's a problem if you do something like that and yes it's easy for love to flood you with all these emotions and all these things you know what i mean and then and here's the part where i was talking about and um it says 
But because love originates in the brain, there's a neuroscientific element to it. And so researchers have tried to understand the science behind love, but they fail to fathom the reason why we love one person and not another. The only hypothesis that they, or yeah, the, the hy- hypothesis they came up with um, is that we seek partners who remind us of something we experienced in early childhood. So that's a little bit scary. <laughs> I mean, not that I had... Well, you know what? That that makes sense. It does. It does. Because <clears throat> even though I went through traumatic stuff as a child, we all go through trauma, right? So it's not like, oh my gosh. No, we all go through trauma. But I'm not going to downplay mine because I had to learn that, y'all. Like, that's something I had to learn not to downplay my trauma because I would feel like, well, you know, this, you know, happened to me and it was traumatizing. It was bad. But it was not as bad as what this person went through. So then I was like, girl, you know, like, it's not bad. Like, why are you crying over that? It's nothing compared to what someone else went through. But when you do that, you are um, dismissing your pain, your hurt, and then you lose the opportunity to heal from that trauma. So don't ever do that. Back to the fact or the hypothesis that we seek partners who remind us of something we experienced in our childhood. If we grew up in an unhappy home, then we're going to gravitate towards partners who will mirror that experience. And and they think that the reason that happens is because we're attempting to fix that as an adult. Like what we couldn't fix as a child, we want to fix it as an adult. So I can see that um, with certain things because I remember like even with uh, being in like when I had my kids and being with their dad and and you know sticking it out at times where it was like um not so great and sticking it out because it was like no I want my kids to have both parents like I wanted it because I didn't have that as a kid and so I was really really trying to do that but on the same token I was able to see with my grandmother she had a relationship with what he would be my great or me my step grandpa which honestly I loved them like my parents but I would see how he would do things for her I would see how you know he would uh, I mean like he was not like the most loving person and in public he was not affectionate and you know he drank a little bit more than he should have so there were you know I'm not saying he was a perfect guy but I I got to see see him be loving I got to see a man be loving towards a woman and then not only that I had another positive now that I think about it my uncle my uncle Johnny um rest in peace I miss you I love you um he was so he was super affectionate with my aunt um with his wife with my tia Evelyn they're both in heaven now but he was so affectionate to her and he like you could tell he loved her i could just tell by the way he treated her treated her you know don't get me wrong there were times where they had arguments and he would cuss her out and you know stuff like that that wasn't perfect but again my point is that i got to see you know because i had had or have had you know men not be good to me like as a kid i did experience some things that made me not trust men um that they would harm me and and um i also did get to see uh a man be ugly you know 
um, to my mom or and stuff like that. So I did get to see bad things in men more and 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 in ways that impact me in such a powerful way but now now that i'm thinking and learning and going through healing process and stuff like that like actually remembering some of my childhood as i deal with the trauma i'm also starting to remember the good things so these men were positive um examples of of how you know a man can love and treat a woman which was good you know so at least I have that and I have noticed like in my partners I do try to like I enjoy those things I enjoy like the affection and you know them giving me compliments and honestly like now I like I I never was like a big like gift person but I love gifts that like they're so thought thoughtful you know what I mean and and um so anyways, I, I've just been growing with when it comes to that. But I have also, like, this made me really think about those things, you know? It was like, oh, okay, like, I don't know, it makes me happy, guys, to, um, I just had a moment, like, it makes me happy to remember the good things of my childhood, y'all. Like, it just feels good. Like, I'm, I'm gonna try not to cry. <laughs> but, um, so the drive to emotional love is motivated by pleasure, of course. So, and who doesn't want pleasure, Right. So it is an emotion. It does give us, it is such a pleasurable experience when it is healthy, when it's good. Um, And then of course, the chemicals behind the emotion. Come on, brain. Come on, brain. You know, it's the dopamine and the serotonin. And that floods our brains when we think about the object of our affection or of our love, right? So those um, dopamine and serotonin are very important. Those are the two that I have struggled with in the past that they don't pop off correctly. You know, my neurotransmitters guys. And, um, I've had to take meds to get me to a healthy place. And then of course, in conjunction with my therapy, I have been able to get off those meds, but I also know and understand that if I get to a stressful situation or to a point where my chemicals aren't popping off, right. I can try to tell myself, all the great things in the world um be positive as i can but until those chemicals are straight i am not going to be able to feel good and that's what those chemicals do they make you feel good you know so um that's why that feeling it feels so good and sometimes you know our it's a little bit blurry between the two like the emotional dependency and love right um but there are some questions here to help us right and man, I wish I had seen this before because these are some really good questions. All right, so are y'all ready? I don't know if y'all want to write these questions down and then you answer them for yourself later. Or of course, you know, you can always come back, listen to the podcast again. So question number one, are you happy when you are together? If your answer or answer, if your time together is spent laughing, talking about future projects or just chilling, holding hands, that's love it's a healthy love but if you're together and you're arguing avoiding each other they annoy you um then it's probably emotional dependence you probably just stay because you're just emotionally dependent and you don't want to be alone question number two. Oh wait let me go back to that you know if you're always arguing and all that stuff look I get it. Every relationship goes through different phases, different seasons. And there are times where y'all do seem to bump heads. But that's where communication comes in, guys. I'm not saying like, 
oh, this relationship's over. I'm going to throw it in the trash because I'm not really in love. It's emotional dependency. Look, y'all got to grow. Y'all got to talk. Y'all got to, you know, if you're sharing a life, do you really want to be happy when you're together? And if you are like, it's serious to the point where y'all just are not happy at all. And no matter what, it's just not working out. And neither one of you wants to communicate. Neither one of you wants to make a difference. Neither one of you want to work on it. Then, and, and you still don't want to get out, then you are probably in an unhealthy relationship. And now let's get back to the episode. Now, question number two. I just don't want none of y'all's significant other hitting me up and talk about, oh, my man left me because you said this. <laughs> so I don't want y'all, you know, coming after me. Um, but hey, educate yourselves, you know, and, and growth comes. You, you don't want to get left behind. You better grow with your significant other. I'm just saying, I'm just trying to help y'all out. Question two. Are you always happy with your me time? Remember the self-care that, you know, we all need alone time or me time. And so if you enjoy your time apart from your partner and you use that time to enrich your personal well-being, you see your friends, you work out, and yeah, you think about your significant other fondly until the next time you're going to be with them, your partner, that's love and it's healthy. But if your time apart fills you up with like fear and you think you're going to lose your partner, that if you're not with your partner, they're going to go find someone else while you're separated or you're, while you're over here at the gym, they're doing whatever. That's not a great place for your head to be at all. Like, how are you going to even enjoy your alone time when you're worried about what your significant other is doing or if you have that fear? Now, if that fear stems from there has been a, a break in the trust and stuff like that, like, well, I mean, you know, y'all got to figure that out and you got to make decisions. But if it's just there, there's no reason why you should feel that way and it's just a fear you have, like that is not love. You are just like possibly just emotionally dependent and, and just feel like you have to be with someone and you're just so afraid of losing that person that you don't even want to go and do things to enjoy yourself. That's not good for you. And then also the other thing I must say that your me time, if you're in a relationship, clearly should not be with someone else, like cheating with someone or, you know, hiding behind your significant other's back like that's not what the me time is for i just gotta say it i gotta throw it out there because you know some people be jumping on these things that i say and they use it to their advantage instead of in a healthy way <laughs> so okay I got, I'm, I'm trying to cover the bases for y'all you know because i know how people be and i know how i used to be so i'm just saying i'm trying to keep y'all woke so question three does the idea of breaking up fill you with fear? Oh my God, I've been there. So if the idea of breaking up fills you with fear, angst and dread, because you just can't face going through life alone, this is an emotional dependency. I, I have been there. I In my last marriage, I held on by a thread. Like I just didn't know and let it go. And the fear of being alone just scared the heck out of me I felt like what am I gonna do by myself like I don't know what I was scared of honestly y'all I mean of course my finances which ugh, that's a stress that I'm really dealing with right now but 
I'm making it, you know, God, thank you. You've provided like, that's all I can say, because there's some, some things like, it's like, there's how the heck did I make it? I know it's him providing, but I had a fear of that. I had a fear like, oh my God. And it was crazy. It was like, I was afraid of being alone. I have no idea where that fear came from, but it was because I had developed an emotional dependency on someone. It's crazy. And so I also, then I was afraid, you know, cause of my finances and stuff. And like, it went to a crazy scenario. Like I'm, I, I saw myself homeless, you know, under a bridge. Like it was like bad, like where I lost even my kids. Like it was just the fear took me there, you know? So it's real. It happens and it's not good. It's really not good. If you look at a potential breakup as the right thing to do, because the relationship just isn't fulfilling anymore despite both of you working at it then that means you're operating from a place of love you see the difference like when it is healthy and it is love and you both you know despite working at it it's just not happening for y'all like you shouldn't have the fear when you're doing the right thing there shouldn't be a fear if you're just afraid of of being alone and you're just all these issues if you've had abandonment issues, rejection issues, all those type of things is what kicks in here if you have if you're filled with fear of of breaking up or you know, if the at the thought of breaking up with someone. You know, I'm not saying like oh go around thinking and, and being comfortable with breaking up with someone, but being real, you know, being able to have that conversation and say like, you know, this isn't working out. We got to go our, you know, our separate ways. And I've been there. I've done that. And, and, and seen the difference of like, okay, my, my last marriage or my, my, honestly, my marriage just ended up in a bad way on bad terms because of infidelity and stuff like that. So I, even though it was bad, I was so afraid but fast forward to the last relationship that I was in with someone and we had a conversation and there, there were, um, there was distance, there are schedules, our careers, our goals did not allow for us to nurture our relationship. We still loved each other. We still were fond of each other. There's no hate but we had to be realistic and we had to know or we both knew the right thing to do was to let go of the relationship because it just wasn't working for us you know and that was an operation of love but it allowed me to see what it's like to have a healthy breakup instead of a one where you know there's betrayal and you know a, abandonment and and hurtful things and violence and you know what I mean like instead of it being so ugly so dark and so scary we actually had and and don't get me wrong don't don't think like it didn't hurt my heart like yeah I was very sad I mean you know I, I I was very sad I cried and 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 it took me a while um to bounce back from it not but but it was healthy it was not to where like I have to go to counseling for this because now I'm traumatized because he put me through this, that, and the third, you know, so big difference, you know, so you want to operate in love. That's always healthier for you 
and everyone involved with you, especially someone you're so intimate, you're in a relationship, you know, y'all got to understand how vulnerable you are to each other and how, how you can deeply hurt or how you can greatly bless someone that, someone that you're so intimate with. You know what I mean? Like, let's not just look at the negative. Y'all look at the potential of what you can do with your significant other. If y'all work together and y'all are truly for each other, you know what I'm saying? Like, man, y'all could do so much for each other instead of allowing, you know, other things in and to affect you guys. Like y'all protect each other. Y'all protect that relationship. You know what I'm saying? Um, but it takes both of y'all, you know, devil never sleeps y'all. And then that social media, someone's always knocking on that door, baby. Um, question number four, your world has become bigger. Is this love? So I was like, what do you mean? Okay, so answer. If your world has become bigger, thanks to your relationship, then this is love. Um, meaning like the relationship gives you a surplus of peace, which y'all, your peace has to come from within though. Um, happiness, happiness is, I think, conditional, right? So, but if this person, like, because you're, come on, obviously if you if you're in a relationship with them, you hopefully, you know, trust them and things like that. And, and they should bring some, um, happiness to your life and peace to your life. And, um, if on the other hand, your world has become smaller and you only do the things that your partner wants, uh, you isolate yourself from your friends and your interests, then that's not healthy. Then that's an emotional dependency on that one person. You know, if, your relationship causes you stress, jealousy, self-doubt. Um, that's also unhealthy and, and there's a dependency. Um, so what do we do? Like, let's say some of you are like, oh, okay, cool, cool. I'm, I'm, in I'm, I'm operating out of love and it's a healthy connection. We have a healthy bond. I still do my self-care. I do my me time. You know, there's a trust. We're not always arguing, just the typical little things here and there that we have to discuss. Okay, cool. But what if you're on the other side? What if you're like, oh, dang, V, I think I might be emotional dependent. The heck am I going to do? I need help. Don't panic. Don't panic. It's okay. You know, because clearly you're listening to this podcast because you want to grow. And part of the growth that I try to share with you guys is emotional growth along with your mental health, you know. Um, so I'm not going to leave you just like that. <laughs> Don't panic. It's okay. We got this, guys. I've been there, okay? I've been emotionally, I mean, emotionally dependent before. So how do I become emotionally independent? All right, I have a few tips for you that are all, you know, everything I'm reading to you guys and sharing with you guys. I mean, of course, my own little insight, it's from me and things that I've gone through. But all the other stuff, like this is from an article. And I didn't want to reinvent the wheel because there was some solid stuff in here. Like, I'm taking notes for myself, y'all. Um, what kind of steps can I take to grow into a healthier me? You know, this is about you being healthier. And then at the end, it'll help your relationships. Number one, examine yourself. So make sure you take a good, honest look at your past 
and your present relationships and note the behaviors. So like I shared with you earlier, I noticed the difference from a bad breakup and a healthy breakup. I noticed the difference. And so now all my future, like, you know, if I get in a relationship, clearly the goal is not a breakup. However, I know that it's possible to open up and have a conversation if something is not working. And it's also healthy to do the right thing. Not have good intentions, which I'm going to give y'all a podcast on that. Good intentions versus bad, uh, right, the right thing versus good intentions. Y'all don't be stealing my ideas now. <laughs> um, but when you examine yourself and you note those behaviors, right? And it's behaviors of like, it could be also like when you're noticing the behaviors of the other person, like what type of people did you select to date? Are you attracting the same type of person? And these are questions I thought of, but let me go to the questions they have here. Um, do, do they all point towards emotional dependence? And we're talking about your past and present relationships, right? Um, ask yourself why you seek approval from others, why you are so fearful of being alone. And does this relationship remind you of something from your childhood? Those are very good questions. So as you're um, examining your past and present relationships and yourself and the way your behaviors and the behaviors of the other people, those are good questions to keep in mind. Tip number two or step number two, create your own happiness. Start doing things outside of your relationship and do not ask your partner for permission. (laughs) let me pump the brakes right here i'm not saying do anything bad but do things for yourself outside of your relationship you're still a person you're still a man you're still a woman you're still an individual in that relationship both of you are on the same token your significant other is still a person and they're an adult you're an adult so I get getting with each other and scheduling, um, you know, your events and things like that. You're still accountable to each other. I understand that, you know, but you have to start doing things. You have to be able to do things on your own um, outside of your relationship so you don't lose yourself. It doesn't matter if he, she approves of your project or not. What matters is that you begin to add activities to your life that make you feel good and enhance your well-being. Because in the end, as you enhance your well-being, it's going to be healthy for the healthy for the relationship. You're able to bring the best you into this relationship. And you also don't lose your identity in the relationship. So it can, and you can, you don't have to start with big stuff. You can start with something small. And it says on here, start with something small, like adding a walk outside each day by yourself. That's not hard. You know, where you take a little bit of time just to yourself. Um, step number three is carve out alone time. And um, it says to dedicate some alone time each day where you are just sitting in self-awareness. That I I like that, like just sitting in self-awareness where you're just like paying attention to you, paying attention to your thoughts, your feelings, um, where, how you feel at that exact moment, you know, just cutting out all the noise. 
And you can use this time to meditate or just listen to your world, you know? Like, you can do it outside, you can do it in your room, you can do it in your closet, in your car, if that's the only place you can get alone time. But pay attention, though. If you begin to feel fearful, you know, pay attention to your breathing and just try and relax. You'll get through it. You know, like there are things that cause us to to have fear in our lives. And, and one of the ways to overcome that fear is to face that fear. And a lot of times breathing helps me. Um, and, and just remember, like the carving out time to yourself, alone time, is just so that you begin to realize, the whole goal is to realize that being alone is not a scary place. It's really not. Like I'm alone right now. There's nobody in the house right now. Like I don't live alone for now, but um, I know eventually, you know, my daughter and and her little family, they're going to move out and then I will be alone. So I have to not be afraid of that. I can't keep her forever. You know, you know how us um, Latino families, we want to keep our families forever, but I can't do that. She has to, you know, do her little family. They don't need me around. Like, I mean, you know what I mean? (laughs) It sounded bad. They need to have their own space in their own family. And I cannot hold her back from that. So I cannot be afraid of being alone. So it's I've learned it's not a scary place. Like I enjoy my alone time. There was a time where I didn't. So trust me, guys, if, if you're in that place where it's like, no, it's too scary. My thoughts and my self-awareness is just too much for me. Keep doing your therapy y'all like keep seeing your counselor keep doing the exercises they give you keep facing those fears and you will see you'll get to a place where your alone time becomes a very pleasant time and it becomes very good for you and it helps you regroup number four affirmative self-talk and i have told y'all this several times talking to yourself is and and speaking goodness to yourself, speaking affirmations to yourself are very powerful and you should do that all the time. Like if y'all know me and you ever say, oh, like if you make a mistake and you say, I'm so stupid, y'all, I get upset. I will get I will get upset with you, like not all mad, but I will be like, hey, you do not speak to yourself that way. Like if I hear you say something negative to yourself. Oh, I'm so fat. And I've said that before too sometimes. Like, oh God. But I will, and, and I tell myself that, hey, don't talk to yourself that way. But I will talk, tell others if I hear them say that. You know, if, I, if you're one of my friends, I'm going to tell you like that. You know, like, hey, don't be talking to yourself like that. But like if I hear a stranger say that, and it has happened. Like sometimes we're in the women's bathroom and someone will say, you know, something negative about themselves. And I'll say, um, you know, I'll give them a compliment. I'll tell them, you shouldn't say that about yourself and you're a very beautiful woman or whatever it is that they're talking about. I'll, I'll affirm them. I'm a stranger. I don't know if it'll make a difference or not, but I'd rather say it because what if it does make a difference? What if that one compliment, that affirmation I gave them helps them decide not to hurt themselves or helps them, you know, grow and do better, helps them start like um, searching for something better. You know what I mean? So I just always think positive like that, like where I don't care. I'm not like expecting to find out how it impacted them. 
but I don't want to miss the opportunity of being a positive um, impact or, or being able to give a positive affirmation. We all need to practice that. Like, I don't understand why people can't just compliment, especially us women. Why do we have to go against each other? It's not a competition. You know, we're all beautiful in our own way. And men too, like y'all, why y'all got to go against each other for y'all? It's like a power struggle, you know, and I guess for women too, but it's mostly like, it's like, we don't have to compete with each other. I'm my own competition. I got my own struggles, just like each of you do. You know, we need to start affirming each other, not trying to like tear away at other people, but let's build up people. You know, it benefits us too. Like you feel good when you help other people. You know what I'm saying? So I had to get that off my chest. So it says, make some new mantras to tell yourself each day. Like, I'm fierce, I'm gold, I'm capable and strong, I deserve good love. And you do. You deserve healthy love. You deserve healthy relationships. You do. You are capable and you are strong. So these self-messages will be helpful in getting you from relying on someone else for your own happiness to relying on yourself for happiness. So those are really good tips, in my opinion. I feel like... The questions really get you thinking and you could, you could go so much deeper than these, you know, these questions, but to know and understand the difference between emotional dependency and actually loving someone. And honestly, at the end of the day, it's like trying to figure out the difference between unhealthy and healthy, because if you never see healthy, then how do you know that what you're in is unhealthy? So this is why it's important to expose yourself to different um, different types of relationships, different cultures, different um, like like that's why the therapy like a lot of people are so close minded when it comes to counseling therapy um, and and the self care and the self love like a lot of people are afraid to touch that. But how will you ever know or grow? You know, um, my friend was studying and was talking about like um, there were little compartments. Gosh, I can't remember what they were. There are things about yourself that you are not aware of and other people clearly see it. But you have to become aware of it. So if you don't have a solid or a strong support system, or people that are able to tell you, you know, like, hey, this right here is an area that, you know, I feel you, you know, may want to work on or, or take a look at, you know. I I like it when my friends make me self-aware of some, you know, because there are some things where I was like, I'm just like in cruise control, you know. And if they point something out then it'll make me like snap out of it. Like I've told y'all before, if I'm being a bit rude or I'm being too harsh, you know, like I'm being too blunt, my daughter will call me out, you know? And and that, and I don't even get mad at her anymore. Before I used to be like, oh, okay. Like I used to be like, man, whatever. I talk the way I talk. I am who I am. But I thought about it though, after it was mentioned to me. Uh, and so now when she tells me that I don't get all like, hurt i'm just like oh i didn't realize that my 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 um 
my voice was coming on too strong or or was too loud or it was coming off aggressive you know and that's good i'm a i i've had i've become self aware of that you know so in relationships like i told you i saw what it was like to have a healthy breakup despite the past i had unhealthy breakups and it it was such a big difference in a healthy breakup like Wow, now my goal is going to be for any relationship that is not working out and to do the right thing in a relationship. But let's say, you know, the next relationship I get into or even like let's say it's a friendship and it's just not working out. Like this friendship is not a healthy friendship. Then the right thing for me to do is, you know, some 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 people you can have a conversation with and others you can't, but you have to you're able to have a healthy conversation with people and then also determine what the right thing to do is. Sometimes the right thing to do is to walk away from a relationship. Other times the right thing to do is, hey, we we have to come up with a plan. Hey, we need to go to therapy. Whatever the case is, you have to have communication. But if you're walking in fear, you don't even want to have the conversation, you feel like if I bring this up to her, she's going to kick me out of the house. If I bring this up to him, he's going to cheat on me. Like if you're having those type of fears, then that is unhealthy. You're in an unhealthy relationship or you have an unhealthy mindset. So you got to look at that too. Is it me? So that's why um, taking that time and examining yourself is very important because you got to see, am I the problem? And don't always be blaming yourself for the pro- as being the problem. Because I'm telling y'all, like I've done it all. I've done that too. I've done it most of the time. I have a tendency to blame myself for the problems. And there have been several times where I was not the problem. But I continued to find flaws in me so that I could be the problem. So that's unhealthy. So I just had to share that article with y'all. I know that a lot of you are getting... Or some of you are getting ready, whether it's like a significant other, you're going to celebrate Valentine's Day. You know, y'all don't be waiting till the last minute. Good luck spending all that money. I love flowers, y'all. I love flowers, (laughs) but I know they're expensive around this time. (laughs) Like, so, you know, y'all better make sure y'all saved up. uh, Buy that special little gift for your significant other if you celebrate it. I know a lot of people that... Um, do like what I used to do and we would just celebrate it another day and the thing too is like if y'all are always loving on each other celebrating each other's um, you know rela- um, celebrating the love you share you know it's not like um, it's go- like you have to set apart like it's sad if February 14th is the only day you celebrate love <laughs> that's something you should celebrate every day you know so Anyway, I hope you are getting prepared, doing what you're going to do, whether it be with significant other or Galentine's, um, anti-Valentine's parties, whatever you're going to do. <laughs> I still haven't decided whether I'm going to go um, to this one dance class or to this bike ride. Um, but I know I'm going to do something like that. I'm not just going to stay home. However, I don't want to go out to restaurants either. So y'all good luck with your reservations and all that stuff. 
And, you know, this, like I tell you every single time, and just like we talked about today, um, healing, it is very much possible. Healing is a process and healing is your responsibility. So get to it. Don't wait, you know, because a year from now is going to come. And if you had started that healing journey today, you would be um, having some type of progress a year from now. So don't put it off. If you've been thinking about it, wondering if you should or not, this is your sign. Call that counselor, set up the appointment, get started on your healing journey. You are worth it. All right, you guys, that's all I have for you. Again, happy Black History Month. Thank you to everyone that has contributed to America and has made it what it is. You are very much appreciated. You are very much honored. And also, you know, to all you lovebirds out there, have fun, good luck, be safe, protect. And just like that, we wrap up another episode of Voice of V. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram under Voice of V. And the podcast can be streamed on most streaming platforms. So be sure to look me up, click the add button, and you will be notified every week when there is a new episode. Thanks for the support. This is your girl V and I am out.